This is the Drive-In Podcast, episode 15, take one, Disney Investor's Day edition. Duty. Welcome to the 15th and special edition episode of the Drive-In Pod. This week's episode will focus on all the new stiff news stemming from Disney Investors Day, relating to all upcoming series and shows, including projects from Star Wars and Marvel Universes. Today's episode will center around a top billion of the most anticipated upcoming Disney projects, along with honorable mentions that will serve as this week's checkup for yours truly, Dr. O. So strap in and get ready. All right, Ricky Flicks, howdy doody. Uh, before we get started, we've had a hot week on the website. All right, we got we're getting subscribers left and right. We, uh, we're getting followers on Twitter, right? We're popping. Uh, we're all over the place right now. So uh, before we get started with everything today, we just want to send thank you uh, to all the subscribers to the blog, whether you're old or new, and uh, the followers on all of our social media platforms. We're growing and getting better every day. We can't do it without all of your support, and we just wanted to thank you. And if you, you don't follow us on social media already and you're, listen- you're a first-time listener, good news is you can't. Go on to Insta. We are at the drive-in pod. On Twitter, we are at the Drive-In Pod and TikTok, and subscribe to our blog and newsletter. Subscribe. We got hot stuff coming out the kitchen, right, on the Drive-In Pod. Our newsletter is at thedriveinpod.com. Flex, how we doing this evening? Absolutely fabulous, Dr. O. I can't wait for this episode. Disney Investor Day was this past weekend or this week, uh, and wow, I just got the creative juices flowing for the pod, for the blog. Can't wait to record this with you, Dr. O. How about yourself? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic as well. It's good vibes only here at the Drive-In Pod. We have an episode that is going to remind us of uh, our earlier episode of uh, a recap of DC Fandom, which was personally uh, my favorite episode we've ever done just because of all the content that came out and how excited we were to talk about all this, all these new projects that are coming to either a theater or your living room. So we had so many that came out during this week, uh, during the Disney Investor Day, and it's all relating to all of our favorite stuff, whether it's comic book related, whether it's Star Wars related, whether it's Pixar related, all fire content, and all we're about to bring you a recap of all of it. Right, and of course there was over there was I think exactly one hundred a hundred projects Disney announced on Disney Investor Day. Not necessarily just Disney animation or Disney series or movies, but also like National Geographic, Marvel Studios, Searchlight, Hulu series coming in. It had so many different avenues that Disney owns because they own so much now. It's kind of ridiculous. And I think the craziest part of that isn't the, the number of 100 projects coming. It's that 80% is debuting on Disney+. Plus. 80%. So 80 out of those 100 <laughs> new projects are solely going to be on Disney plus. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big takeaway that I took out of it besides the crazy series and announcements that were uh, coming into into full that we're going to discuss on our top billing and uh, check out Dr. O. We just, 
discussed last episode and we thought like HBO Max was about to take the world by storm by having their uh, theatrical releases going on at the same time as going on to HBO Max. They were going to be concurrent. But uh, all this news drops literally a week after and all of a sudden Disney once again steals the show. Uh, we thought DC Fandom was going to catapult HBO as well. It's going to catapult Warner Media. But here comes Bob Iger. Here comes Kevin Feige. Here comes mm-hmm. Kathleen, Con- mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy. Here stealing the show as always. This is what they do, right? Um, Flex. Before we get started, I have to tell a story. Okay. So Go ahead. my buddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna name him just because he's a he's a one of my best one of my best friends is uh, my boy Shawnee. He sends me a text about ten minutes. Shawnee, how you ago. doing? Yeah. So Shawnee sends me a text and he says, Dave, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to end my relationship with my girlfriend. <laughs> and I, I'm not a good way back. to start the pod folks. I'm, I am take I'm taken back. I send him like the eye, eyes wide open emoji. I'm freaking out. Uh, and I said, what happened? What happened? Uh, but naturally Shawnee says, well, he, in a joking manner, he says his girlfriend's never seen the mighty ducks movies. And that, was the reason that he was going to break up with her. The Shawnee, massive hockey fan. And if you are a hockey player, right, it's a must that you've seen the Mighty Ducks movies. And just remind me of what we got the trailer recently at Disney Investors Day for the upcoming uh, series, right, starring Emilio Estevez. So this is for Shawnee. Make sure you watch the trilogy uh, when this pop, by the time this pod drops. I expect a written uh, review that will be debuting on the drive-in pod and if it's not uh, we will discuss a further punishment on the next pod not seeing the mighty ducks trilogy is uh, for someone that's over the age of 25 is is it's disturbing and uh, you're into sports it's disturbing well shawnee's seen it it's his girlfriend who hasn't seen it She's but you need to invoke your influence girl. on the people that are closest to you true and like in a, they've been together for a good amount of time and if Sean has never had the audacity to put it on his TV. I'm a little disappointed in Sean as well. I can't lie. That will not get looked past upon. No, absolutely not. Uh, that being said, Shawnee, that's your first ever shout out. Not the best way to be introduced on the Not a good start, Shawnee. You know what we should do? Oh, here's a brilliant idea. We have his girl, uh, we have Shawnee come on the pod, all right? And he gives a review of Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. Actually, just D2. Why not D1? But D2, I like D2. Let's go shake yeah, off D2's the Hans. I, I, oh, my gosh. If, what if they had, like, Gunnar Stahl as, like, uh, as the coach of the up-and-coming team uh, for the new Muddy Duck series? Got to get him involved somehow. That, the name is you have the Leonard the, uh, Kenny guy. Him. You have Leonard Kenny guy playing like the coach. It. And you have Gunnar, whatever, from Iceland playing another coach. That'll be electric. Like, like Charlie Conway somehow like gets into the fold. Adam Banks is probably like the owner of the. Now whole we're just league. getting. Now we're too hopeful. We're getting our hopes up for nothing. No, this, it, this the, the series itself looked terrible. Sorry, I spoiled for the checkup. It, it, it does look terrible. We're giving Bob Iger gold, and we can fix it in a jiff. He just uh, passed on the reins to us. But uh, let's get started, right? So this is going to be kind of a new look episode from our past episodes. It's going to be, as I said, reminiscent of the DC Fandom episode. So we're going to do our top billing of the most anticipated uh, upcoming Disney projects, whether it be a movie, whether it be a film, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me, whether it be a film or a series and Ricky Flex is going to take the reins, right? So Flex, I'm going to throw it over to you and let's get this thing hopping. 
No, I think you explained it pretty well. It's just that we we have been inspired from Disney Investor Day, and all from those 100 projects they that they have announced that are coming in the next three to four years uh, slash TBD, but most likely three to four years. We've been inspired, and now we're excited for all these projects. So we thought, all right, well, we have to bring the news with the Doctor with Doctor O's checkup every week for the podcast. Why not just make it fun and interactive between us and have it be our top billing as well throughout the episode. So we're going to start with Dr. Rowe in the top billing again, as he said, it will be the most anticipated Disney projects. So this can be anything ranging from a Hulu TV series, a national geographic, like that Chris Hemsworth trailer that they showed about fitness or humans or something, whatever it was, except that his shirt was off the entire time. The Will Smith or Disney Animation, the new Pixar movies coming out from 2021 and on, like Luca. Pixar shorts. It could be, right, it could be FX series, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, uh, the Marvel Marvel Studios Phase 4. I think you get my point. So, we, I think Dr. Rowe can start us off here with number five. And I'm going to say, just for people that are uh, have been listening to the pod, this will not be a draft style. This is purely our what we, Dr. O and I are excited for. We're going to have separate lists. We could overlap, but we're going to not allow it for this episode, okay? Because this is just such a big episode. The excitement's through the roof right now. We're just going to let it ride. So, Dr. O, your number five most anticipated Disney project coming up. So, as we go through this top five, I am like, I would say I'm more of a comic book guy. Uh, than a Star Wars guy. Like I care more about DC Marvel than I do about the Star Wars projects. I don't know if that's because of the sequel trilogy and the failures of Disney with Star Wars, but I just get so hyped up about the Marvel uh, universe. And I'm, it's exciting to see what they're doing to kind of like build off of phase four, build into phase four. So uh, I'm, you could see my top billing here be a little Marvel heavy. So I'm going to start off with my number five. I'm going with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. What? Number five, the Garden to the Galaxy wow. holiday special. Let me explain, Ricky Flicks. Let me explain. First off, right, the only holiday special that really gets talked about is the Star Wars holiday special, which, as history has told us, is absolutely awful, dreadful, the worst thing that's ever been made that's associated with Star Wars, and that includes Last Jedi. So I picked this one because, first off, Garden to the Galaxy is my favorite aspect of the Marvel Universe favorite part of it ever since it debuted in 2014 all the characters we're talking star lord gamora we're talking rocket groot okay uh can't forget can't can't forget my boy drax but don't you dare forget him this is the perfect group to do a special on if you were going to do a holiday special on a uh group or a a certain team or a character in the marvel universe uh and I, I'm anticipating this one's going to be, there's going to be a lot of thought put into it. James Gunn is at the helm, the guy who is the master at understanding the Guardians of the Galaxy, the characters, how they speak. The man is an absolute savant. So I'm pumped to have a holiday special that I can, like, it's going to be memorable. And that's one that uh, we haven't really gotten in our lifetime. Like, can you name another one, Flex? Can you name another one? Not any, no. <laughs> okay, no. and I... So I also picked this one because there's nothing in the Marvel universe or with these characters that isn't somehow involved with the movies. Like this is going to have some implications heading into guardians of the galaxy three. 
100%. This is debuting in 2022, uh, next year, Christmas time. And then you have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right afterwards. We can be seeing it in some incredible uh, post-credit teaser, or even the whole thing is centered around, right? Even if it's an hour, hour and a half. I don't really know how long, or, or I don't have an expectation how long it should be, but it's going to have further implications. It's going to have interaction with my favorite characters. I just thought it was a cool idea. So holiday special, Guardians of the Galaxy number five. Wow. Out of all the projects, I am definitely shocked that that was in your top. You might, top yeah, you might, you might see uh, some surprises here, buddy. Wow. But okay. I I'm a, I will watch that. It's just, I don't know. I'm just not in, I'm into the, the hardcore guardians and what's going on with phase four. And although I'm interested to see how they're going to try to loop in how a holiday special will be, how it's going to be involved with phase four. I just don't think it's going to have that serious implications, maybe an end credit scene. I just think it's more for just the Disney Plus uh, viewing. No? So, so I agree with that aspect that it won't have major implications, but I also think it's just going to be an absolute blast to watch. I think it's just going to be great. Uh, it's going to be television, I guess. I doubt they're going to release in theaters. It's going to, I mean, they could, but uh, I think it's just going to be a blast to watch. It's just going to be like the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just imagining like the Christmas soundtrack James Gunn putting together for that. Like he's just mm-hmm. a master at creating soundtracks for Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. I can't. I'm excited yeah. for three. Obviously, he's gonna put something special together for this holiday special. So, and I, I already see Groot. Like he's grown into a got to be going back to being a grown person again, right? He's gonna have a full grown Groot. Right? They're obviously gonna hang hang are they like Chris uh, hang ornaments on Groot, right? They're gonna hang and put Christmas lights on him. Yeah, that's got to be a gag there. I mean, G- Gamora's gonna probably like they're gonna be some reference to the Grinch. Will she be there? <laughs> Will she be there? I mean, I, I I would I would bet yes. Maybe this is how they bring her back. You ever think about that? That, whoa! Don't implication. Don't you're stirring you? the pot right now, Doctor O. You're stirring like, the pot. There's gonna be like there there may not be this. That could be a that is obviously a major implication for them. But maybe introduces the new villain. Like it could do something crazy, but also just so, be like it's so enjoyable it just doesn't have to connect it doesn't have to like i guess that's a reason why we go see these marvel movies to see that overall connection we're kind of addicted to it now and that's why we're watching these trailers seeing if we can see any easter eggs sometimes mm-hmm. it's great to just see something fun yeah and okay i'll just get my final points here on this is that J- since james gunn is at the helm of this i'm taking it seriously as in it's a holiday special like if it wasn't james gunn and it was guardians of the galaxy i wouldn't watch it but it's James Gunn. It's his baby. He made the Guardians what they are right now. So I will watch it. To say, but to say that there will be like a serious villain or something like that, like a, like a serious implication, like Gamora coming back with a holiday special and not one of the one of the in the movie, the actual theatrical release that makes millions, maybe billions. I'm not sure of the box office numbers. Like I just can't see that. But I can't see past like not seeing this at the minimum on Disney Plus with James Gunn at the helm. I will watch I, it. I mean, I, honestly, I'm trying to think of the, the series coming out. Uh, I think like the holiday special is going to be like, it's going to go through the roof. Like there's just, everyone's going to see that if you're a Marvel fan, like how can you not have some type of implication? That's all I'm saying. And then mm-hmm. you, you mentioned James Gunn, James Gunn's the one I think I've read in a tweet. He came, he came to Kevin Feige with the idea. Like he's all on board with this. He's always right. wanted to do one. So I think he was always in, he was an admirer of the star Wars holiday special. So he True. wanted to do something uh, with Marvel. It only makes sense. Like star Wars, Marvel. Mm-hmm. like do something yeah. like that. So number five, James Gunn, friend of the pod. Has has tweeted yes. at us multiple times. He hasn't talked to us in a bit. But thank you, James Gunn. Okay, Ricky Flicks. 
my top five. We'll start with number five, Blade. Blade by Marshala Ali. Now, before I go on with it, I should say that my top billing is based on what is confirmed. Okay. So what do you mean by that? So what I mean by that is that there's a lot of rumors going around and a lot of set photos being leaked about certain movies, Cough, Cough, Spider-Man. Some confirmed. Are going around. But on Disney Investor Day, they didn't confirm any of those rumors. And once those are confirmed, my top billing is subject to change. But right now I'm going based on today, December 13th, 14th, what has been confirmed. And right now, Blade has been confirmed with Marshala Ali. And I cannot wait to see him, a two-time Oscar-winning actor, arguably the best in the game right now, take on an MCU superhero, especially one so influential in the black community and also one that hasn't been resurrected in so long in over 20 years in almost 20 years especially by wesley snipes who was such a phenomenal who's who was such an influential actor during his time his era i can't wait to see no better person for the role in marshall ali resurrect this role especially when you got gene cohen and marv wolfman uh also on board with writing they were also writing on the previous trilogy with wesley snipes and the original blade and blade 2 and blade trinity uh, those three movies, they were also writing for that the, for those, so they'll keep the core of the character. And I, anything Marshall Ali does, you just have to watch. It's it's going to be must watch, and not just in superheroes terms or Disney terms, but just in movie terms, cinema, because he's going to do such a phenomenal job. And just to not have Marshall Ali, I'm not 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 necessarily Blade, but Marshall Ali in my top billing would be heinous. So not only Marshall Ali is great. But the character is just, I can't wait to see what they do with Blade, what they change from the Wesley Snipes character to this character. And uh, I just can't wait for it. That's why it's my number five, Blade. TBD right now, maybe end of 2022, but release date TBD. So I, I like the pick, but at the same time, like this didn't really fly across my, my radar because once like we don't know when it's coming. So I don't know, like I'm more eager for something I know is coming like sooner. I, I, if I have a set date, it's like, okay, I can, I, I can put it on my calendar. I can circle it. Like maybe not if it's 2023, but I, once I get a calendar for 2023, I will circle it. So, uh, makes sense. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it wasn't really talked about at Disney investor day. I was kind of hoping for some type of information. I know I can only ask for so much since they updated us on a hundred different Disney projects, but, uh, I'm excited, man. Marshall Lee playing a superhero. He, I know he played uh Cottonmouth in the, uh, Luke Cage, uh, like a few, like a few episodes of Luke Cage, and killed it. Yeah, he, he was honestly the best part of the show. Everything else was kind of like, eh, eh, eh. Trash. but uh, yeah, Marsha Ali is the real deal, man. Like two-time Oscar winner, and there, there's nothing he can't do. So I'm pumped for that too. I can't blame you for putting that on your most anticipated. It's list. just I can't not put Marsha Ali on my list. I love Marsha Ali, love him. Yeah, he's up there, man. He's up there. So going on number four, are you flex? You got so, it. Number four. I'm going with WandaVision. Number four, WandaVision. Okay. Okay. So I made a ranking on a blog series when we first started the, the drive-in pod. And uh, I blogged about all the upcoming phase, uh, phase four projects. And I had WandaVision like six out of 10, right? And, that, and that, like, so I ranked them. It was number six out of 10. And then we've had two trailers since then. And then we had this most recent trailer. Dude, this show looks so sick. This show looks so sick it looks wacky it looks like something we've never seen before i and uh, we're obviously going to see how and kevin feige's teased this how powerful a 
uh, hero Wanda Maximoff is as Scarlet Witch. And the fact that we're getting uh, Paul Bettany back as Vision and you have the Mind Stone in the trailer. Then you have, uh, I wasn't, oh, sorry, I was about to mention Black Widow, but she was actually in Loki's trailer, another fire trailer. But that trailer has me like clamoring for this show. And, I'm, and we're getting it January 15th. We're getting it in a couple weeks and we're going to see like, honestly, it makes like no sense when you're looking and you're watching this trailer, like what the heck is the story about? But that's why I make, I'm so eager. Right. And then you don't, and you're seeing all these different like sitcom styles. You're seeing like fifties, like leave it to beaver style. Then you're seeing like the 80s sitcom, 70s sitcom. It, and then you obviously have the present day eventually that you're going to. So kind of like, and then I was also filmed in front of a live studio audience for uh, at least a portion of the show. So Kevin Feige kind of said phase four was going to take Marvel in different places. I think that's the definition of this new WandaVision trailer. And I, it's skyrocketed up, up my list. And I now it just, I'm, I can't wait for it. No, that's a great pick. It's not my top billing, but I think that, like you said, I think wacky is the perfect word for it. You have that like 50 sitcom and then you have some of the 70 sitcom and then you have some of today's uh, and not only sitcom, but also the comic book aspects clearly it's an mcu series and again you have two characters that are well solidified in the in the mcu and personally i love paul bettany and knight's tale is one of my favorite underrated flicks him and heath ledger r.i.p and i think that one will be influential in the new phase four and the mcu to come as you could tell guardians kind of started this with james gunn kind of that wacky feel in cinema and related to superhero characters and action movies that you, it's not just all about the action, but it's also about, it's also about just like connecting with the characters and having fun with it and not necessarily just all out action and just the cool scenes. Right. And, and the fighting. So I feel like this movie is going to try to resonate with that and connect to the audience on a more deeper level with that kind of wackiness in the sitcom vibe. So I love the pick, not in my top billing, but I respect it. Yeah, man. Uh, and then we also talked about with Guardians of the Galaxy, like making connections to the universe. It's going to tie in with Doctor Strange 2. Maybe we're going to get the villain for Doctor Strange 2 in WandaVision. People have talked about Nightmare, a famous Marvel villain for Doctor Strange being the main antagonist for WandaVision. So there's so much like, uh, I guess we're just like oblivious to what could happen. We have no idea. So I think that also just is draws me to it. And I, I, I like vision. I thought vision hasn't been, as you said, like we don't, we don't really know enough about vision, even through like the movies that we have seen him in. Uh, I don't know if you agree or disagree flex, but uh, the, like, it's just an opportunity to get to know vision better and then see him kick ass. Cause he's one of the most powerful Marvel heroes. He I mean, he possesses a, a infinity stone. Okay. I, I'm going to stop you there, Dr. O. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's not about who's the most powerful Avenger, but the MCU has done a disservice to Vision. Yeah. He is, he makes him look like a wimp and a loser in all the movies. He is like in the past one, him not being able to beat, um, I can't remember the name now, but uh, one of Thanos' sons uh, with the spear. I can't remember his name so long ago, but just. They make him look so weak. I don't care if he's injured. He has an infinity stone. He can fly. He's strong. He's stronger than anybody. Anybody. He can move stuff with his mind. He, he can wield Thor's hammer. It's absurd the disservice they've done to him. And I can't wait to see. I hopefully we get to see. 
hopefully we get to see him in full service, not a disservice, but fully ingrained with the Infinity Stone. And also how they explain the events of after Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, like how the heck is he a part of this series? Mm-hmm. So Right. I could connect to the multiverse, I'm telling you. So yeah, it's yeah. Go Doctor Strange, Strange, they did say that Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness connects with it. So I'm with you. But with my number four, Ricky Flex's number four, again, I'm going to go with one that's a TBD, and I hate to do it. And Oh, here we go. It's one where I want to put it higher. It arguably should be number one, depending on casting. And I don't think it, sh- it will be ever for me personally, but it would be up there, and it would be a hard decision not to, depending on the casting, like I said. But it would be the Acolyte series from Lucasfilm Star Wars. Now... Some of you listeners might say, wow, I can't wait for this too. I'm so glad you brought it up. But then some of you are like, what are you freaking talking about? Now, this, again, Star Wars. It's going to be a mystery thriller. It's about the emerging of the dark side in the final days of the High Republic era. Now, what what do you mean by High Republic? I mean, Darth Bone, who's the guy before Palpatine, basically, he died. And Palpatine's not there yet. So it's during that era. And the Sith exist. Like the Sith, like Darth Vader's a, a Sith. He like a Sith exists, but they're in hiding. They're not fully shown yet, right? So it's a counterpart mm-hmm. to the Jedi Order, and it's this one's so interesting because it's two hundred years before the Phantom of Menace. It's somewhere where Star Wars hasn't gone before. No one's ever gone yeah, before the Phantom, of, the Phantom of the Menace. <laughs> right? It's no one's ever Phantom gone before. Right, but. What I mean is that, so Phantom of Menace is like Anakin Skywalker. No one's ever the gone Phantom before. Phantom of Menace. What, 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 what are you saying? You keep saying? You keep saying the Phantom of Menace. Oh, okay. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to make sure. Just, okay, whatever. But it's always been like Skywalker era. This one's going outside of Skywalker era. And I'm so interested to see how they're going to explore this. And they're going to talk about how not necessarily the Force is really – created by like the energy field around you that like Yoda and everyone explains and like the living parts, everyone's feel, like fueled from the force back before like 200 years before that era, before the first ever episode one, like all the Jedis, the relationships with the force are so different. Like there's some Jedis that like having, like they think that they're connected through music and other weird wacky stuff going on. Not necessarily what like Yoda says and bringing up Yoda, like Yoda could be in this one. Like, we talk about Baby Yoda and Mandalorian. Like, we could have actual Yoda in this one. Like, younger Yoda. Like, pure young Yoda going at, going off. Like, I can't, the possibilities for this are endless. And the, the biggest thing for me besides the Yoda aspect is really under this, the accolade is Count Dooku count, like, bringing in a bunch of, like apprentices for the Sith, for him, for himself on the dark side and training them. And I'm going to real, I'm really interested to see how the dark side just trains their like pupils and what's going to go on there and how the rise of Count Dooku and Palpatine comes into effect, really. So the Acolyte, my number four, Ricky Flicks. Yeah, it's a series. So this could go. I don't who knows how long, but I love the takes that you have on this one. Yoda, this is Yoda in his prime, baby. This is like, yo, what's Yoda? 900 years old by episode six. 
so it's, it's he's alive of, in this here he will be yeah i know that's what i'm saying it takes like it's obviously centuries ago but yoda's 900 years old by episode six that's exactly what i'm saying so you have like i this was just outside my top five it's one that's not being talked about enough because i don't think like there's no, enough true blue star wars fans that will understand what exactly it is so you're right it's like the focus where jedi were all powerful right and so like it's kind of i felt like every star wars project we've had we've seen so far except for maybe uh episode one right it's like the jedis are dwindling like all, all the time so i thought this series could potentially like say oh the jedi is at full force all of these but now it's like saying okay here comes the dark side and it's like the beginning of the end the beginning of the dwindling of those Jedi's or the, the rise right. of the yes. dark, uh, the rise of the dark side. And that's going to be insane to see. Uh, I also want to talk about the, what you brought up about the force, how people just talk about it as an energy. Now, I think energy, dude, this, yes. this has been trying to think pushed in the sequel trilogy. If we kind of recall, uh, it's like the idea, like it's not, it's not passed on or anything. It's an energy. And almost like it was emphasized like in rogue one, uh, it was emphasized even in, uh, in Ahsoka Tano's episode in Mandalorian. She mentions it's the, the forces and energy. She brings that up again. And I know Luke Skywalker hammered on it in The Last Jedi with Yoda. But I didn't feel like in the original trilogy they talked about that at all. So I think it's going back to the old Star Wars roots. Like, yo, these guys are special. They're freaking Jedis. Like, they're, they're, like, they have powers. Like, I, like, let's go back to that. Like, they're special beings. Like, I hate this inclusiveness about Star Wars. They're like, oh, anyone can be a Jedi. That's like Rian, that's what no, Rian Johnson no, started. That's, that's just a, not right. And that's what Rian Johnson started with The Last Jedi. So I feel like Crazy. it's been hammered on. They, like, it's changed Star Wars lore. But, like, I never really felt like that until they started to, like, keep on saying in every single movie but i could be wrong about that and sound like a dummy but because i just saw the sequel, the original no. trilogy when i was younger i just never thought about that no no but, you're uh, not a dummy you're not a dummy you're not a so, dummy like it's ridiculous that people say <laughs> thank this. you like, for the reassurance i'm i'm i don't want to get into it because i've had this argument about about anakin because in the original in episode one uh there was a big argument saying anakin was too old to be a jedi and you, when you compare that to episode four with Luke, clearly older than when young Anakin became, uh, started training for the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that art about anyone that could be an, a Jedi is just absurd. And it comes from origins. Anakin obviously had origins, as we've found, we, we uh, discovered later on. But just anyone that can become Jedi's is false. That's like saying anyone could be like Jeff Bezos. No, there's a few that can. No offense to Mop Kid, but get out of here. You're yeah. not a Jedi. You're not. Luke Skywalker, you're not, you're not Yoda. Get out of here. You're not. But uh, good pick. I like the acolyte. Yeah. I'm excited for that. It's going to be like a little darker shade for Star Wars, too. Yes, on- exactly. Yeah. Which they haven't really done and fo- or focused on as like a main story arc. A story arc. They've always said, oh, like we're the good guys. No, let's have a counterpart. Let's get after it. Let's right. show them this other side that we always talk about, but never explain. They, we always just have a Sith, uh, two Siths, right? All right. We talked enough about that. Dr. O, you're number three most anticipated Disney project. Thor Love and Thunder, number three for me. Thor My Love number and Thunder two. is going to be a spectacle. And not so we have Guardians of the Galaxy that are going to be included in this. We have uh, Natalie Portman playing Lady Thor returning to the MCU after her, uh, her, after her recent return in Avengers Endgame for a very brief scene. Uh, 
and then along with that, we have the return of Lady Sif, which was just announced. Okay, a very important character in the Thor universe. But the big news that came from Disney Investors Day is that we found out who Christian Bale is playing as the villain, and he is a problem. He's an absolute monster. Gore the God Butcher, right? Just the name sounds epic. God Butcher. And uh, it seems like Thor's going to meet his match here. And obviously, it's like the second straight villain Taika Waititi has in Marvel and Feige have uh gained right for the thor franchise after kate blanchett as hella now we get christian bale are you kidding me thor's the franchise to be at right now in terms of talent in terms of excitement i know i just mentioned how i love guardians of the galaxy but what thor like what thor what's happened with thor his arc between infinity war i mean ragnarok infinity war and then endgame it's just it's all he's like come on the hype train all aboard baby and uh seeing this character and like reading a little bit about gore uh gore the god butcher his family was killed right on his planet his uh i think his wife and his kids were killed and then he finds out that gods exist and then he wants to basically kill these gods who didn't uh save his family so he's got like an interesting motive right uh one that's like pert like not personable, but one that audiences can relate to, right? This uh, idea of loss, okay, and blame. So I'm pumped just to see Hemsworth take on Bale. And maybe Bale even has a future in the universe. Who knows? He's a powerful guy in this movie. Yeah. So like I said before, Thor Love and Thunder is my number two. And I'll just talk about it now. I think you said everything I wanted to say, except, again, same thing with Marshall Ali, one of the few people that might be better than him in in Hollywood right now and acting pure acting is Christian Bale and him switching sides from Batman DCU DC to the MCU and in a Takawatiti movie. I can't wait to see Christian Bale in this element. And as the villain, not hero, different, different vein. I can't wait to see Christian Bale doing that. And I think that he's going to connect well with the audience, similar to what you just said about uh, Gore, the God butchers uh, storyline. I think Christian Bale, he's one of, if not the best actor in Hollywood, He'll be able to portray any story or relationship to the audience very well. But this one, I think in a superhero movie, he'll be able to entail extremely well. So that is my number two. But we'll skip over. Oh, Wait, Dr. I, o, what do you I got? Just make, I want to make one more comment about this. Christian Bale would not have taken this role if it wasn't a fleshed out character. If it wasn't someone that Taika Waititi planned on uh, exploring further. Like one of the complaints about Hela is that it kind of summarized her life very quickly. People didn't really gain any sympathy for what she was doing. She was just pure evil and like everyone just hated her. You have an opportunity here. I, I'm not going to compare the actual comic book characters, but it's kind of like Thanos. Like Thanos and you understanding his motives, maybe you're going to get the same thing with Gore the God Butcher. And I don't expect expect him to be the next big bad because Gore the God Butcher is not like this. Uh, he's not a king to conqueror. He's not a Thanos. Like in terms of like level of familiarity with uh, Marvel fans. So I just Christian Bale. He doesn't take this random Marvel role of this random character without having this master plan. Thinking he can do something special. That also puts it like way up there for me. It makes me more excited just by hearing the news. No, that's a great point. Great point. But, so that's my number two, but we still haven't discussed my number three. Ricky Flix is number three. The Eternals coming out November 2021. Now, br- brief background, quick synopsis, I guess, for The Eternals in case you haven't heard of them. They've been living in secret on Earth for thousands of years. And after Avengers Endgame, which I'm sure you've all seen, if not, shame on you, go see it. Unexpected tragedies, uh, forces that come or that that come come about, 
and they come out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most e- most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Okay. Now, I think that's a decent synopsis, no, Doctor O. Yeah. yeah. So it's ancient Marvel. Yeah, ancient yeah, Marvel, and Infinity awesome Stones are at play. Which makes it even more interesting since now we understand the Infinity Stones. So now you'll be able to understand the premise or uh, even the, not just the premise of the movie, but also the implications of it. But the reason why this is my number three is just because of the pure cast of this movie. It's absurd what you got. You got Kit Harrington. It's an all-star team. Richard Madden, both Game of Thrones legends. Camille Nanjai. Like, how is he going to fit in as a superhero? You don't know, but you know he's a great actor and a great comedic actor, but he's ripped now, obviously. So, so you see him. I wonder if he's still yoked. He was yoked like three years ago for this well, movie. Is he still this yoked? He has to be because Eternals, I I, I don't want to put all my money in, but it's got to be amazing. This cast less- is too good. This story is too good. The MCU has too much writing on it, writing on it. It's got to be, this movie's going to be amazing. No, Doctor? Like, I I, no, I agree 100%. Uh, it just missed my top five. I think that the fact that it wasn't brought up at Disney Investors Day and it was supposed to debut in November, they wanted to kind of be like an event when they announced this new trailer. They wanted to like stand alone. There's a reason why they didn't do uh, – they didn't announce more information on it. Uh, mm-hmm. People were kind of expecting it because they it's, it was a movie that was already supposed to debut back in November. So there is – they want to have that anticipation continue to build, especially with all these different projects. They don't want to sneak an Eternals trailer under the rug beneath these all these Disney Plus series. They don't want it associated with uh, – although they still think highly of them, they don't want it in the same batch as uh, Loki, WandaVision, and uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier. They want it to be like, this is an event. This is a movie event. You're seeing this in theaters. Like, So I understand 100% why uh, it's on your list, and I, I just missed mine. No, yeah, and just let me just name a couple more names on this cast just to get people. Yeah, we even, stopped. The, uh, at we stopped pretty early, but <laughs> I also just wanted to say Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. is on this cast. Salma Hayek, Barry Cogan. Like I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Kagan, but Kagan, I'm, Kagan, Kagan thank you. One of my favorite young actors going right now. Yeah, like these are all people up on the come up, or they're very popular and young from popular TV shows or movies, and. Lastly, I don't want to forget Chloe Zhao, okay? She's directing this movie, okay? She might win Best Director at the Oscars in April for Nomadland. She might win. And she is so talented, and she's directing this movie. I think that she's going to do a phenomenal job with this cast. And, like, coming off the high of Nomadland, and five months later or whatever April to November is, I can't think of the top of my head, six, whatever, seven, it's going to be fantastic, okay? Eternals. Mm-hmm. Ricky Flix is number three. Dr. O, you're number two. This is tough, these two that I'm, I've been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to go with Spider-Man 3 as my number two most interesting. He's doing it, folks. Uh, he's Disney doing it. Projects. I, 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 Flix said that he's not really looking into – like he – I, I don't know what you said. You were like TBD. You didn't believe I'm, TBD. I'm going from what's confirmed at the moment. Okay. At, the at the moment. moment. Like so, from Kevin Feige what? himself. Okay. So let's go Let's go to that for a sec. So Spider-Man 3, a lot of rumors right now. A lot of potential return. A lot of talks about Spider-Man. Crazy rumors. Yes. Insane. Crazy. Insane. We're, we're about to talk about that them. That seemed legit. Uh, yes. And what – some of these are confirmed. Electro 
right? The return of Jamie Foxx hasn't been confirmed by Kevin Feige, but it was, it was confirmed by Jamie Foxx himself, right? And Alfred Molina returned as Dr. Octopus. He was seen on set. That is reported. I, think, I believe that is confirmed that he's going to be in the movie. Uh, report, there is rumors that Andrew Garfield has already signed on as Spider-Man, right? To return to his role for a potential Spider-Verse. Tobey Maguire, people are saying that he was going to get a costume fitting. Potential return of Kirsten Dunst. That is not all confirmed. 100% not all confirmed. But, 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 even if uh, they don't explore the Spider-Verse, okay, I'm still intrigued to see this movie. Just like the fact, and but just by the fact that at Disney Investors Day, you had Kevin Feige say Spider Man's going to explore the multiverse. They said that, and that that is not a coincidence, right? That he said that at the same time with all these rumors. I have a theory that Marvel's the one who's leaking all these rumors because I think they're true. Like trying to get like everyone to watch Disney Investors Day, trying to screw many, Sony over. Many, I want to see those numbers, Disney Investors Day. How many before uh, Flix and I were talking about? It was the night of Disney Investors Day. We were saying how many people watch Disney Investors Day every year? Minimal, minimal. Yeah, it's, they, it, it was definitely different this year because of COVID and the announcements were kind of dis- designed to push the stock price up and focus on other ventures. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely differentiated because of the pandemic for sure so but I, I agree I, with you i think there's a chance they did it just to like get people to go to disney investor day but also there's the fact that like a lot of these characters like some of them have been seen on set so it's like okay and so this is just the idea like we're talking about excitement for projects the potential to have look at look look i'm over my right shoulder right now flex look at my right shoulder i see spider-man 2 imax poster iconic spider-man holding on to mary jane kirsten dunce he's got doc ock in his uh in his lens these were my favorite movies as a kid alongside the Dark Knight trilogy. And this and Spider-Man was like when I was younger. I adored these movies. So the fact that we, we could see Tobey Maguire as a grizzled Spider-Man is epic. And then Andrew Garfield, I don't I didn't necessarily think it was the greatest Spider-Man, but he was good enough where I would definitely say yes, return for a Spider-Verse movie. So just the idea that they're coming together potentially and that's just the idea of Doctor Strange also confirmed to be in the movie. And the, the Kevin Feige saying it's part of the multiverse, sign me up, number two, Spider-Man 3. Yeah, so I think you said it all there. I think, so this wasn't my top billing. Again, I need confirmations. I don't want to get my hopes up. There's been shattered, not necessarily with MCU, but with a lot of similar projects about rumors like this that seem obscene. Rumor Daredevil 2. Like Charlie Cox. I would love to see Charlie Cox in it. And also Ben Affleck's underrated Daredevil. Don't at me, like at me if you want, but I will destroy you on Twitter. I will destroy you if you dis if you disagree with me. He wore tighter leather than like like I don't even know than like Jennifer Garner. Great, also. I was gonna say name an eighties woman's artist like heavy metal. Michael Clark Duncan. R.I.P. He wore tighter leather than that. Okay, what the point is? If Tobey Maguire is if Tobey Maguire. I'm not talking about anyone else. Have everybody else that we've mentioned so far, Charlie Cox, Andrew Garfield, uh, uh, Emma Stone. You, had, you didn't mention Emma Stone. Emma Stone rumored to be in this movie as well. Uh, we know Jamie Foxx is in it. Doc Ock on set, so probably in it. Okay, that's still not my number one and probably still not my number two. If you say Tobey oh, Maguire is in this movie, if, if it will be my number confirmed. one by a zillion. My number one okay, by confirmed. Tobey Maguire, if We're he's... Back. In this movie, confirmed, my number one. It's not even close. Tobey Maguire 
what hiatus has he been on? He must just be gambling up a crap, st- a crap, st- like, he's oh my run, God, he's probably with running Molly's poker game. Tables like Molly. I was about to say, he's running tables just like Molly's game. He's, he's probably making so much money. Him but... and Leo are just running it probably, it's... or he just invites Leo every Wednesday. Well, that's probably what Leo's been besides traveling the world, uh, trying to do sustainability stuff it's on the poker tables. But if we're going back to Brass Tax and Spider-Man 3 here, if, if Tony McGuire's in it, my God, she's up to number one. But yeah. my only worry... My only worry with Spider-Man 3 is not that there's so many characters and so many like storylines and aspects that jump into different worlds, different Spider-Verse uh, timelines. It's more with the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like those Spider-Men, that they just like they're there just for show or they're there just to show that there's a Spider-Verse exists. And they're prepping it for the next stage, like Spider-Man 4 Yeah, it six. could be like the next Spider-Man. But I, I'm that also would nerd- be terrible. So I, I'm also curious, like, are these, like, potential, these rumored castings, are they going to be cameos? Are they going to be sustained throughout the entire movie? Are some of them sustained and some of them going to be, like, there from the get-go? So it's it's going to be fascinating to see. Or are they just going to show up Avengers Endgame style with Doctor Strange putting the circles through, right? And so who, like, how are they, like, I, I would love to see Tom McGuire in a full MCU movie. Like, that and, would be mm-hmm. phenomenal, like you already pointed out. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, interrupt you there, Dr. O. But I guess just another point is, Again, we've seen the MCU and Sony clash before, right? And they Sony can pull the plug on Spider-Man anytime they want, really. They have all they have Venom, Morbius. They're going to have the Sinister Sex soon c- coming in through Sony. They I think can Sony's pull, pushing this. Yes and no. Yes and no. They might be movies. pushing it just to pull out. When you have Spider-Man in your full control... You control Spider-Man, Dr. O. Oh, Sony is – I think Sony very much is like an equal partnership with the Spider-Man franchise. Like, like with, Completely like, agree. When he's, Completely when, agree. When he's in the MCU. Like, I think they've always wanted to make a Sinister Six movie, okay? MCU, Agreed. MCU is opening up alternate timelines. Let's, let's bring him in. Let's bring in fan-favorite characters. Sony's like, we don't – establish all these characters reestablish all these characters let's bring in the ones everyone already loves and i i 100 think like this opens up an opportunity obviously if this happens okay let's bring venom into the mcu this is great for spider-man in the mcu i think i think he's going to stay as a result of this multiverse and then maybe he could still do sony movies on its own maybe that's not quote-unquote associated with the marvel universe maybe he has to uh even if venom doesn't like eventually go into the mcu maybe he fights venom in a separate movie and it's just a sony movie it's just like it's kind of like the flash in terms of like the multiverse and like having them go from different places a little bit not quite people get confused i think yeah not quite was Spider-Man was like, try, if he fans would get confused, he was going to do like Sony. It's a little movies. different with the like Flashpoint and different like timelines right. that are created from so Flash because of the speed and yeah, time right. traveling. I think there's a chance that, I mean, it's going to almost like incorporate the Sony movies with the MCU, which is not really what Kevin Feige wants. There's a chance right. that this opens yes, it up. That's my point. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be like, very they don't interesting. Want, to see I don't do. think they want Morbius in a movie in the MCU. They don't Unless Jared Lowe just but, kills it. Right. So, I don't know, man. It's just, and I think there's also a reason why they're bringing back these particular villains. Like, uh, you have Doc Ock co- like, reportedly coming back, right? Part of the Sinister Six. Who else is part of Sinister Six? Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Michael Keaton's Vulture. Like, they're setting up the Sinister Six for this movie. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. My number two. We can move on. My number one, I think it's going to be your number one, but I'm not going to guarantee yeah, I, it. I, 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 I'm going to guarantee it. Obi-Wan. Yeah, baby. Obi-Wan. Like, 
early 2022. It's release date on T- on Disney Plus. I think this is probably going to be the most streamed of a uh, series of all time, no doubt. Dotro, I think that's a guarantee. Like, I mean, look what the Mandalorian's doing. Imagine you have Obi-Wan like, in it. You can. I don't care about any Netflix numbers and series, Stranger Things. Nothing will compare to Eo McGregor as Obi-Wan versus Hayden Christensen. Confirmed coming back as Darth Vader. There is nothing in the world that will top those viewings. Disney Plus up their subscri- uh, subscription per month by $1. By, next, uh, by 2022, when this comes out, early 2022, I think March is right now the expected date. They're going to up it another dollar at minimum. They're going to up it probably to ten ninety nine. If I'm oh, yeah. going to guess Just right now, maybe fourteen ninety nine. They will get like so many Star Wars fans are now that they confirmed that Mandalorian season one was good. They they've jumped on board now. Disney Plus has eighty seven million uh, subs right now, just under. By this, everybody is going to subscribe. Not just Star Wars fans, but everybody because Ian McGregor playing Obi Wan again, Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader, and in Darth Vader suit. I can't stress enough how insane this event will be. And it's been confirmed also, not only that is in the movie, but they have en- encounters with each other fighting. They have battles. It, that's it. Revenge of the Sith. I don't care what you think. If you, if you disagree, you are just stupid. I'm sorry. I will say it. This is going to be one of the few times I say it. Revenge of the Sith has the best lightsaber scene of all time. In any Star Wars series or film, Bar whatever none. you want Don't to say. Don't give me the choreographed crap. That scene is the most electric scene the, in Star Wars history. It is insane. Revenge of the Sith is my third, arguably second favorite Star Wars movie just because of that scene and the relationship between Obi-Wan and well, Anakin Skywalker at the time. And this movie, I just can't stress enough. I think you could hear it in my voice. Dr. Rowe can see my my face and my body shake right now. I am so excited for this movie. And I consider myself more of an MCU guy over a Star Wars guy same, by same. a million, by a million. And I'm one of those guys. This might be a hot take. Dr. O might kill me for this, but I think the latest installment of the Star Wars trilogy is far inferior to the latest trilogy in the Star Trek series. And I am not a Trekkie at oh, all. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say the prequel trilogy. So, and we all know about Star Wars versus Star Trek. I am not a Star Trek guy, but that Star Trek latest trilogy. I don't disagree. I just, I like The Force Awakens. And we compared that True. to the first Star Trek. I was, a, I was not, I'm not a big Last, uh, Last Jedi or obviously uh, Rise of Skywalker fan. But I was a fan of The mm-hmm. Force Awakens when that came out. That was, but, that was an absolute box office mm-hmm. But I guess my, my last thing on this will be, not only will the lightsaber scenes be insane, but Hayden Christensen has just been chilling in Ontario, Canada. I don't know how long. I don't know when was the last time he did a movie. But when you get the call, he's like, I need to reunite, not with Star Wars necessarily, but with Ewan McGregor because they have such a close bond from those first three movies. They're going to do everything in their, in their willpower to make this unbelievable. I mean, Ewan McGregor is a great actor. He was just on the scene earlier this year in Birds of Prey. I know I was not a fan of that, but I was a fan of him. He will be phenomenal as Obi-Wan, as he was before, and this will be an un- incredible series. Book it as a Ricky Flicks guarantee. Dr. O, what do you think? Because I know it's your number one. Absolutely my number one. It was There was never a doubt. There was never a doubt. I was excited for this movie. Or, sorry, excuse me, a series. 
uh, prior to this announcement at Disney Investors Day that Anakin, uh, that sorry, Hayden Christensen will, will be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker and uh, Darth Vader in this series, uh, it wouldn't have been my number one if he wasn't returning. Just the fact that we're gonna have the, we're gonna have the interaction of Obi Wan and Anakin again is going to be incredible. Now I understand why this is a one-off series, why this is going to be one, like there's not going to be future seasons of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is a one-time return. And supposed, and I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's only like four or five episodes, to be honest. And I think that is more than enough. Uh, like we have to see them converse again. We have to see, I want to not only the lifesaver scenes, I want to see, hear the emotion that they're speaking with. I want that, even that cringy George, George Lucas dialogue that sounds awkward. That's what makes that those conversations between those two so memorable. Give it Obi- to me. Obi-Wan is uh, – we're going to look back at this. Kids are going to watch this that were like our age when the prequel trilogy came out. And uh, you had the epic, obviously, lightsaber battle at the end of the Revenge of the Sith. People, There's going to be a scene like that for the next – I episode. hate you. You were the chosen one. <laughs> so, the higher ground. I have the high ground. Oh my gosh. They'll be quoting from this series, just like we quoted in the prequel trilogy. And that's like the beauty about star Wars. Now uh, people say there's like the oversaturation, but you're also spreading knowledge from the previous films and like you're c- carrying history from it. So maybe they kind of straight away with that, with the sequel trilogy, but they're kind of doing that now with the Mandalorian. They're doing it now mm-hmm. with this Obi-Wan series. They're doing acolyte. Like they're honoring the old things that happened. Disney's not trying to get too fancy and create all this new stuff, build with the history you have and what's been built. So I'm, I couldn't be more excited. And Obi-Wan best part of this prequel trilogy. Like, Easily. And Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors going at severely under train spotting. Great movie number one never a doubt and that's on a list of incredibly um, 100 projects incredible like anticipation for all of them like Mm -hmm. it's it's insane so obi-wan no doubt and dr o you accidentally said movie instead of series and then you corrected yourself i'm glad this is a series some Mm -hmm. people don't like that it's a series i'm glad you get to see more of it you get to see six hours if it's only six episodes, and that's just an understatement. It's probably going to be eight like Mandalorian. Could be ten. Could be even more or less. But who cares? Probably minimum six. You get to see six hours of Ewan McGregor, and you'll get some scenes with Darth Vader, which is more than you originally thought. Take probable, it. probable Yoda Yoda appearance, too. Yeah, because this is going to be ten years after um, Revenge of the Sith, episode three. So you'll probably get some Yoda appearances. Oh, wait. I, will you, though? Will you actually... Because he went hiding, right? That's right, and Obi-Wan. also Obi Wan in in Episode Four confirmed that he hasn't seen Yoda since then. Right. Yeah. So you probably actually will, I mean, but with my number four, the Acolyte series coming, you probably will see Yoda. Right, and, but I also four. I want to sneak something in here, and you're not going to agree with it. All right. I don't well, necessarily think it's not it. the best move, but it's fan service, baby. And that's what it's all about when you're putting Obi-Wan Kenobi back on the same screen as Anakin Skywalker. Uh, it's We never saw him really die on screen. We saw him like get thrown off a ledge. But can you imagine Mace Windu makes an appearance here? So, all right. All right, let's. You you're right. That? I. You're he, right. He was. He I, when Kathleen Kennedy was pr- was presenting at Disney Investors Day, Samuel Jackson's Mace Windu was the picture right behind her. You think that was strategic? So, okay. Well, I'm going to interrupt you there. So I've seen this online as as well, but people aren't yeah. saying it for that reason. They're saying it because they think 
some people think that he's going to come back in the Mandalorian next episode and take Grogu. How is that even possible? What, I don't 90? know. I like don't 90. know. He's got to be like 80 if that's true. But what I'm saying is people but, want I, I Samuel L. Jackson back in this series. And I saw that picture that you just referred to. Yeah. They're going to tr- – and now Samuel Jackson's getting back in the Disney pl- – is getting into the Disney Plus realm with his Secret Invasion Secret series Invasion. coming out. So he definitely wants to get involved. And to get back in Star Wars, I think it's the Obi-Wan it. series. I think it's the Obi-Wan oh. series, if anything. Give me that purple lightsaber. Know, Give I, it to me. I, it wouldn't make – like, honestly, I, I think it's, like, best to leave it be. But, like, what that be an extreme fan service? It would be unbelievable. But I think that does it for our top billings for most anticipated Disney projects coming forth next year and beyond. So Ricky Flicks' top billing, number five, Blade, four, The Acolyte, three, The Internals, which comes out November 2021. Number two, Thor, Love and Thunder, February 2022, as of this moment. Mm -hmm. And number one, Obi-Wan, early 2022. Dr. O, your top billing most anticipated Disney projects coming forth starting next year. Dr. O's top billing. Number five, Guardians of the, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special set to debut Christmas 2022. WandaVision set to debut at num- uh, set to debut January 15th, 2021. Number three, Thor Love and Thunder set to debut February 2022. Number two, the Obi-Wan series, as Ricky Flicks already mentioned. And then number one, Spider-Man 3 set to debut December 2021. So that, right. does it, that does it for the top billing. And what we're going to do now for the last portion of the show, because we're already pretty deep here, we're going to use our honorable mentions as a uh, sort of a checkup for today. Because the whole top billing was also a form of checkup. But let's just go over these other projects because there's so many other ones that were announced at Disney Investors Day. And let's go over ones we want to talk about, ones we're excited for, honorable mentions. So Flix. Give me one of your honorable mentions. Wow, there's so many. Um, one that you haven't mentioned that I think I'm shocked that it was not on either of our lists is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh, release date is March 25th, 2022. Now, Kevin Feige confirmed that WandaVision and Spider-Man, they both will have connections to this movie. And Rachel McAdams is confirmed to be back in this movie. And um, I just, I honestly, I loved Doctor Strange uh, and Sam Raimi's directing this movie in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. He directed the first three Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. I love him. He's a great horror director and I feel like that is like the vibe that Doctor Strange is going for right now, especially with this multiverse of madness. Similar to, and then also it's going to connect to the Spider-Verse and get a little crazy with it. That's probably like my next, my number six, I would say, with most anticipated projects that Disney's coming out with. Uh, great one. Uh, just missed my list. Uh, if this was before Disney Investors Day, this would probably be in my top billing. But there's just so much juicy news that came out and a bunch of announcements that I couldn't put it in the top billing. Great honorable mention. Uh, we'll stick with the MCU films for honorable mentions right now. And uh, I can't believe this didn't make it, but uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is coming. Uh, to the MCU. We don't know how. We don't necessarily know when yet, but it's confirmed that John Watts, who has directed the first two and, and the upcoming third Spider-Man uh, MCU films, will take the helm for Fantastic Four. We don't know the casting, uh, but 
just having Marvel's first family back together again, uh, rebooted in the proper way. You know, Kevin Feige's going to do it right. I can't wait for Fantastic Four. Fire logo. Just let us know the cast as soon as possible. Yeah, and well, I think top billing of most anticipated, right? Like what you're most excited for. We only know yeah. the director of this movie, and you know that he's good with the you Spider-Man movies recently. You just don't know enough. You know the logo and the director. And with I think a big thing with the Fantastic Four versus a Spider-Man or a Doctor Strange is that there's four of them. There's a whole group, and that's so – and like similar to the Eternals where the cast is going to be so influential and – especially to a top building where it's most anticipated what you're excited for. You got to know the cast of the fantastic four before going on with it. So that's, again, I think it's a good honorable mention, but nowhere near my top building because you're not enough, Mm -hmm. not enough juice there. Uh, Flex, do you have another honorable mention from the Marvel films? Well, there's, there's so many, but um, should we just run through them here? I I guess I'll run through a few. Uh, I'll run through a few and then maybe you run through a few. How's that sound? Um, I think Taika Waititi Star Wars movie, not enough. Again, not enough. But oh, you're, going Wait- away. you're going away from Star Wars? I mean, uh, Marvel? I'm just doing... Oh, okay. We'll just do Marvel. Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, Marvel first. Well, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I, the reason why that's not on my top billing is that they didn't confirm Oscar Isaac on Disney Investor Day. They didn't confirm him, even though that's like kind of what's going on in social media, that they kind of confirmed him. Am I wrong there, Dr. O? They right. didn't say Probably anything. They didn't drop a name there. They didn't drop a name, but they no, announced kind of, Moon Knight. It's kind of interesting. Why wouldn't they do that? They just, they just gave the they just gave the the Egyptian background and everything like that stuff that yeah. people like already knew about. Like why wouldn't you drop the name? That's like the appealing part, and that's gonna. I mean, Disney Investor Day. They want to hear the name Oscar Isaac. They got they got to shout out our boy. That's our guy. Exactly. So I was kind of disappointed with that, and I guess the other Marvel one that I'll shout out is. The Loki series, I think that looks terrific. I've been mm-hmm. trying to plea with Dr. Rowe when he first blogged about most anticipated Marvel films back in the summer that Loki is going to be great and very interesting. And this trailer just confirms my suspicion that this will be very interesting and very, very intriguing to watch. And it just shows a sly of a character Loki is. He can carry a series on his own and it's going to be a lot better than freaking Hawkeye. And I don't even want to talk about that because we're an anti-Jerry Renner podcast now. As you listen to episode 14, if you don't know, but very much anti Jeremy Renner. Loki trailer was great. The Black Widow elements, perhaps, you there's room that we possibly saw her in that trailer. Oh, that like, was I, her. oh, yeah, like, yeah, I think Loki's going to be great. May 2021, I can't wait to see that. Dr. Rowe, what Owen about you? Wilson, Any Marvel, baby, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson. What are we doing? The best part of the trailer, arguably. I, like, I, I, like that, that series looks phenomenal. I was also not very high on that. My initial rankings for my most anticipated Marvel Phase 4 projects, that, 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 that kind of had the same effect that the WandaVision trailer had on me. Now I'm psyched for it. Um, I'll give one more Marvel, then I'll run through uh, all the announcements for uh, the MCU. Uh, I want to bring up Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3. We talked about Jonathan Majors, uh, uh, signing on months ago on one of our episodes during the checkup, uh, just having King the Conqueror, this massive time travel character villain in the MCU, potential big bad material uh, is massive. And then, like I mean, then the Lost Three is named Quantum Mania. Peyton Reed's returning to direct. Uh, you have all the core four returning: Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer. Hopefully, we get our boy Michael Pena back in this back in the mix. Um, I'm excited for that one. So let me just run through the rest of uh, these 
series and projects that we haven't uh, we don't really have time to discuss if we're being frank. Uh, we, we didn't really bring up Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's coming very soon. New trailer dropped. New series is going to debut March 2021. We got the Hawkeye series coming. Debut uh, late fall 2021. Haley Steinfeld is confirmed to appear as Kate Bishop. We had the animated What If series. Uh, a trailer dropped. There's no release date confirmed yet, but you're going to have across these uh, situations that aren't connected to the MCU, but they're going to have certain characters replacing other uh, uh, replacing um other characters so you're gonna have like uh uh, sharon carter becoming captain britain instead of steve rogers becoming captain america you're gonna have uh uh, t'challa becoming uh basically star lord uh in for the guardians of the galaxy just switching uh identities which is pretty cool there's going to be a series of short films starring groot called i am groot uh, we mentioned the Nick Fury-led series, one that we talked about in the checkup earlier. with Secret Invasion. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's reprised his role as a S.H.I.E.L.D. director alongside Ben Mendelsohn's uh, shapeshifter, uh, Skull shapeshifter Talos from Captain Marvel. We're going to have Rhodey getting his own show, Armor Wars. Um, so Don Cheadle getting his own Marvel show. But interesting about this, Sam Rockwell is expected to reprise his role as Justin Hammer, which is awesome. Sam Rockwell rules. Great actor. I'm running out of breath. She-Hulk. Tatiana Maslany is going to play the lead role. Lead role. Tim Roth is going to return as Abomination from The Incredible Hulk back in 08. Mark Ruffalo is also confirmed to appear as Hulk. Hopefully as actual Hulk, not just Bruce Banner. Uh, maybe And maybe not just Smart Hulk. Maybe just like all out, I'm the man Hulk. I'm going we'll to see. destroy you Hulk. Hulk smash Hulk. We'll see. Uh, and lastly, uh, not lastly, excuse me. Uh, last for the series, Ironheart is a series sets a star Dominique Thorne as engineering protege Riri Williams, who has the best armor technology since Iron Man. We brought up and, he, and we're moving on to films. One thing we haven't brought up, Black Panther 2. Major news. Chadwick Boseman will not be recast. Ryan Coogler is currently working on the story. They're going to explore other, explore other characters in Wakanda. It's expected for Shuri to have a major role in this movie, potentially taking over the man plus Black Panther. The release is set for July 2022. And then Captain Marvel 2. Bleh. Miss Marvel's Miss Marvel will appear. That's all I got for that. Uh, flicks. Let's move on to honorable mentions in the Star Wars universe. You brought up uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika Waititi. I think that project. There's there's nothing new about it. They showed a logo that's hip and seventy esque. Seventy esque. Oh, I don't know what they call it. Style. Yeah, seventy style font. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like Guardians vibes in the Star Wars universe. 70s font. I'm very into it. I just don't know what he's going to do. But it's Taika Waititi. He has my trust. I'm very into that. And I I'm guess... afraid he's going to get a little too experimental. <laughs> really? I, like, like, I, I love Taika Waititi, and he mixed Thor like very well. I just, like, like, he was a good thing when he mixed up Thor's like, uh, style and who he was traditionally as a character, and they made it more of a comedic feature. Uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous he's going to get too creative and too experimental. Star Wars is going to piss off the uh, the faithful. But I don't think he's going to piss off the faithful because I think John Favreau, I think George Lucas will will come and consult and he will make sure he has the good graces of the collaboration team, the creative team. I mean, team. George Lucas was supposed to be – was expected to be asked about the sequel trilogy and he was barely consulted. But Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams, they kind of wanted to do their own thing now. I feel like J.J. Abrams would have like been like a George Lucas guy. He was, like, but he didn't, wasn't. He legacy. clearly wasn't. Which is like I know, which is shocking because it seems like he's like a rah rah Star Wars guy. And but Taika, Taika, him joining in the MCU. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, in the he's MCU. A great filmmaker. Uh, I'm not. I'm just saying like there's a potential I think for him to like shake things up. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. I just don't think that would be the case. Like he joined the MCU as uh, using Thor and like that was already a, a, an established series and a, an elite Avenger, one of the most important Avengers, arguably the strongest Avenger in my opinion. Yes. And he just took that on at, in, in Thor's third film. So I think that him, he probably worked with Kevin Feige and the other collaborators at MCU. He could do the same thing in Star Wars. Uh- yeah, yeah, but I think I guess Star Wars is gonna be a little more strict. I guess definitely, like especially yeah. it I see your point. The sequel trilogy. Uh, I also want to talk about Rogue Squadron, the other film that was announced. Really, no one was really expecting it at all. So, upcoming film from director Patty Jenkins, who is known for the Wonder Woman series. She's the first female director in Star Wars history's history. Kudos to her. That's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's this gonna be cool. She, um, Patty Jenkins, made a really cool. Um, uh, like like an introductory video that she uh, she put on yeah. the Rogue Squadron helmet. It's due out in December 2023, so it's going to be coming sooner than you think. Uh, Flix, any thoughts about this? Like, I think she is a great choice. I think she's done wonderful with Wonder Woman, and the sequel, the early reviews for Wonder Woman uh, 1984 are pretty good. They're like uh, arguably uh, on the same par as the first one. So I think those type of um, positive energy films, I think it's going to translate well to a star wars on um, film on like a rogue squadron like uh, these fly these these they're basically the uh the air force for uh the galaxy you know like the ones that mm-hmm. are like patrolling and everything like that so, right uh, and for a film that does not can probably most likely not going to, yeah and pro- for a film that's probably not going to have lightsabers or jedis or anything like like that it's got to be a good overall film because you're not going to attract those those once every few movies, Star Rogue Wars. One feel, little Rogue One feel. Right. You have to have an actual good movie, a good story, and Patty Jenkins knows how to do that. She'll incorporate a good – she will make a good movie, I, I believe. And I feel like Rogue uh, Squadron, which is honestly kind of based off a video game now, more or less. Like it's that – the so. idea yeah. is off of a video game. And I feel like you'll get the, that audience, but you want to make it sure that it's a good movie and she is – a well-known director critically acclaimed she'll do a great job yeah, i bought into her i think she's awesome like i yeah. bought in um just running through the series here uh those that does it for the announced films and no mention of uh, the rian johnson trilogy that was uh, allegedly supposed to happen bye bye see you later buddy uh, not gonna happen uh, so the other series, Ahsoka Tano, who's made a splash in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That was the first series spinoff announced from the show. Uh, it's going to take place under the same timeline as the Mandalorian. They were also having a second spinoff from the Mandalorian, Rangers of New Republic, second series spinoff. Uh, then we got uh, Star Wars: A Droid Story. We have to talk about this flex. Star Wars: A Droid Story takes place. Uh, no, sorry, excuse me. Uh, it's a series that's going to follow R2-D2 and C-3PO on an adventure. It's going to fe- feature a new hero alongside C2, uh, C-3PO and R2. Th- this is going to be an animated series. If this wasn't an animated series, that had a chance of cracking my top five. If it was if it wasn't animated, they would have yeah. put like an insane hero, most likely. Or no, mm-hmm. actually, now I'm thinking about it. They probably would If it wasn't animated, they could have put in anybody. And people would have seen this movie. Now that it's animated, yeah. they'll probably try to like finesse their Star Wars world universe galaxy, and they could put anybody really in here. Where do R two and C three PL rank among like all time movie duos? You got them. <laughs> you got you got. That's... Well, I mean, them and the Blues Brothers. I'm thinking about <laughs> comedic two. duos like Step Brothers, John C. Yeah, Reilly, like Will Ferrell, Dale and Brennan. Like I, R two and C three PO are just iconic as heck the best non-human duo of all time 
Well, easily, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like animals or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other characters in movies. Like those two are great. I say and just they need, trio. They, and they need somebody else in the movie, like a new, like a new hero. Let's see they're, they, they're supporting they, actors. They're supporting yeah. characters. Yeah. So it's like, and there's also I can deal with R two. I love the sounds he makes. Like he's it's just it's like a I don't know how to describe it. It's like a cute robot. <laughs> like he's just like he's like a it's like a it's like a pet. It's like a child. And it's a pet, C, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's kind of like Baby Yoda, but like he's a machine. You know. Right. C three PO is kind of annoying like i can't no i don't but then everyone loves him from rise of skywalker he there was he's like arguably the only good part and i'm that's not a shot at anthony daniels he's he's done an amazing job with that character very like i don't i can't listen to c3po for hours on end that would drive me up understandable that's like that's like he reminds me of the kid from it the one that always is uh like his mom is very protective of him and he's afraid to go anywhere. He's afraid of diseases. That's like C-3PO or it's like, <laughs> or it's like in Madagascar with uh, David Schwimmer, the giraffe, the giraffe. Like, yeah. That, that's like C-3PO. That's what I think of when I see. Yeah. Him. You can't, so you can't have a story with them as the main characters, but yeah. it all is going to revolve around whoever they're guiding the, the hero right. in this story. And that hasn't been announced yet. So it's not even close to my top billing, but, I, I'm interested to see who they're gonna who they're gonna have as the character, the main character. Uh, running through these uh, last Star Wars series, Star Wars Visions is an upcoming anime anthology series coming to Disney Plus. There's gonna be a Lando series coming, presumably starring Donald Glover. Uh, the didn't, Bad Batch, com- didn't confirm that. Pre- I said presumably. Yeah, they didn't confirm it. Another, Another did, shocking which is, thing, which is interesting. I wonder if they have uh, had discussions or, I mean, Billy Dee Williams isn't coming back. So it's like, obviously, uh, why would they announce it? But Donald is Donald Glover, Glover too busy? Atlanta, Atlanta just got renewed in the same day, Investor's Day on FX yeah, so on the same Investor's Day got I, renewed. I bet they're in the middle of negotiations. That's what I would guess. Probably. Uh, Bad Batch animated series trailer dropped uh, from the uh, spinoff from the Clone Wars series. We got a Cassian Andor series. We had a new Sizzler t- uh, trailer drop. It's going to debut in 2022 starring Diego uh, Diego Luna. So that does it for the Marvel well, and Star hey, Wars. Hey, and just what I forgot. The, I wanted to say that Andor people don't I don't want to overlook that one. That one was in my top 10 top 10 most anticipated. I Not think forever. that's going to be a spy thriller Rogue One spinoff. I think that has potential to be pretty good. Just like a good, like not necessarily Star Wars, just like a just a good series, like very yeah. entertaining. I mean, I'm not gonna dismiss it completely, but like it doesn't crack my top ten. It's just like I, I like Rogue One, but uh, it just it it, like, I it doesn't like have Rogue the stars. One, I'm, like, I'm, ba- I'm, di- I'm not dying to see Cassian Andor. Me neither. Me, of course, I mean, of course. Like, I want to see, see the big guns and like the Marvel stuff. I just put away ahead of it. But I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. Like as I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably watch all of this. But um, going on to like Disney original films and projects that were mentioned, we got a Muddy Ducks trailer of a series coming on Disney Plus. Emilio Estevez is back as Gordon Bombay, taking over the Hans role in this series. Uh, the Ducks are now everything they initially sought out to destroy. They are now the new Hawks. They are the bad guys. Uh, and then there's going to be a new ragtag team of players uh, that will come together to take on the, the newly established Mighty Ducks. Literally Mighty Flex. Any thoughts about uh, Mighty Ducks becoming the bad guys? I said what I wanted to say in the beginning. I don't want to give it more thought than that. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, live action here. Li- uh, Cruella, live action interpretation of uh, 101 Dalmatians starring Emma Stone is going to premiere on Disney Plus in summer 2021. Interesting, it's going to debut on, on Disney Plus when we have Emma Stone as a star, Oscar winner, maybe Disney Plus just trying to uh, 
I guess get people to more, get even more people to subscribe. Yeah. Even though uh, simple it, like all these, uh, yeah. Uh, Pinocchio, it's it's coming. Director, it's gonna be directed by Guillermo del Toro as expected, and as expected, it's gonna star Tom Hanks as Geppetto, which I think is just spot on casting. Then we had the Little Mermaid, and we had the cast reveal that was already um that was already confirmed with Haley Bailey starring in the lead role, and with uh, Melissa McCarthy as uh, Ursula. She'll so, yeah. I mean, I, I, I Melissa McCarthy's the real deal. She's the real yeah, deal. She's awesome. Like, she's proved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Spot, great movie. So we gotta See get that. we get like we've spent forever here now, but we gotta move on to one grand finale. And I can't believe neither of us put it in the top in our top billings in my top ten. Uh, so there's actually two I didn't mention, but the one the uh, we I blogged about it. It's been all over social media. It's Lightyear. Pixar movie coming out. It's movie focusing on Buzz Lightyear and his journeys through space. Buzz Lightyear is going to be voiced by Chris Evans, not Tim Allen. After Allen had voiced the character through through four theatrical appearances, flicks. Chris Evans is this the most spot on voice casting of all time? Probably, probably. <laughs> it's they're perfect. Buzz it's Lightyear, Captain scary. America. Yeah. It's it's scary. Like June twenty twenty two, Pixar. Origin story of, of the human Buzz Lightyear, not the toy, the human. You just need to trust Pixar, and they're gonna think about all the time they spent. They spent on their movies. They spend years upon years on all their movies. Mm-hmm. They are going to spend, like, dedicate their entire existence. Their reputations are on the line for this one. This one, Dude, this, you this cannot doubt. There's never been more hype for a Pixar movie besides uh, Toy Story Inc- Two, Inc- Incredibles Two, Incredibles, Incredibles Two, incredible hype that did not live yeah. up to the hype. Right, Lightyear, I think is going to be even more so. Like this, this is, is like the most they cannot mess it up. The most treasured Pixar character in history, and most then you likely. have Chris Evans, one of the most beloved like comic book characters in history, and a beloved Disney hero, and that like, you have him playing like the same moral chest out type of hero like this is like if His this doesn't of... work out it's the biggest failure of all time right it's so, like, I, but it's pixar pixar has never to. missed and no. and their misses are like frozen 2 which i particularly don't like but it's critically acclaimed and still does and still did well yeah it's a sequel like it's kind of and a sequel funny. this one literally cannot miss like the, the like you said the hype is already through the roof but as this casting gets bigger as the storyline start coming out and the trailer comes out my god it's going to be through the roof this is might be the most anticipated animated movie like of all time yeah like by the time the trailer comes out and if the trailer is good and And it's a a (laughs) spinoff and you have to trust pixar you have to they're the best they're the best to ever do it animation that i disney investors day we were watching online virtually when we were there uh so yeah no one was there but yes when we were there when we were front row at disney investors day (laughs) lightyear was like the first project that popped up and when they put that logo on the screen my jaw dropped and i I was like no way there's no way but you know what disney had this in their back pocket baby they know since 95 when toy story came out that this guy's gonna be an electric character and they once it once it was smashing the box office after toy story 2 even prior to toy story 2 they were like we're gonna make this guy a solo movie you think woody's getting a solo movie nope he's getting like a like you give him a short film or something and give him a quick little holiday they gave him a backstory in toy story 2 yeah that's it but people want to see buzz lightyear buzz lightyear puts the name in itself is box office buzz lightyear puts asses in the seats damn right uh 
last thing before we go here, Indiana Jones five coming out from Lucasfilm. Indiana Jones is going to be uh, uh, Harrison Ford. Excuse me, is going to be eighty years old. He is Indiana Jones, though. <laughs> what did you say? He is Indiana Jones. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I could have said either, but he's going to be eighty. Yeah, July twenty twenty two. But even though, like, I think that that build up to it is not really building it up; it's building it down to help pick it back up. James Mangold, one of the best directors going right now, one of my top five uh, favorite directors. He's directing this. I can't wait to see what he does with it. I think he's going to get quirky with it, and he's going to build a great film. And if you're not if you're not familiar with James Mangold, most recent work, Ford vs. Ferrari last year, he's great. Trust Logan. him. Logan, Logan walk, walk the, the line. line. Trust so, him. But, uh, before we get off Indiana Jones, we send the listeners packing. Uh, I want to just say I I fully expect like a new protege to be introduced here. Mutt Williams with Shia LaBeouf. Especially after what Shia LaBeouf just went no. through online, yeah. I, no way he's coming back. But I we won't mention that anymore. Yeah, sorry, Shia Sans officially on on hold. <laughs> Shia Sans officially on hold. But uh, I wanted, I like, I bet they're gonna try and make a franchise, a, a spinoff of this from this movie. Like you can't have Harrison Ford just uh, leaning on eighty year old Harrison Ford throughout this movie. It's got to be his last one. A great supporting cast. Um. Okay. Flex. That was a trip. Well, Dr. O. Dr. O. Did I forget something? What did I forget? I have two other things. I know I don't want to hold everyone any longer, but Lion if King it's like, prequel. If it, if, it's, if, it, if I was going to say, if it's Chris Hemsworth in the National Geographic thing. No, <laughs> no. Lion King prequel. It's going to follow Mufasa. Uh, Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins yeah, back right. live action. Hans Zimmer, Mufasa. Pharrell back in the music. That's going to be pretty good. Pharrell, let's go. And Hans Zimmer, of course, maybe the best to ever do it with John Williams for uh, scores in a movie. He's like the only composer. I listen to Hans Zimmer when I work out, dude. It's unreal. <laughs> I listen to when I work out. Like, it just gets me jacked. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm studying, like, like I, it gets me in the zone, too. Like, if I'm, like, doing work. It's insane. It's, I, I need it. Like, I love him. I love him. But number one. it follows Mufasa. John Williams. Like, we don't know that story. Like, this won't be just a remake of... Give you like all the, the same Jones thing, Jones of, right? Quips, but it won't be the same quips. thing as the Lion King. Like what the Lion King live action was. This is not going to be that. This is going to be a whole new story, and I can't wait to see it. And the last thing that I was I wanted to mention is Dope Sick. It's going to be a Hulu series with Michael Keaton. Hmm. I can't wait for this. This one is very interesting. This one is about the opioid crisis, and uh, Michael Keaton is going to play a doctor, an old school doctor who kind of is very compassionate and kind but he kind of gets in big pharma's the controversy around big pharma it's going to be a limited series so it's going to be like kind of like a i don't want to say like a hbo limited series because hbo just does it so well you can't compare it but maybe this is the start of hulu coming into those limited series type uh role uh those limited those limited series like hbo where they're so good and they start getting recognition on the emmys and other shows and critical uh they, they gain like notoriety and critical like right. basically they're awards worthy and michael disney keaton disney's not necessarily known as like a, like they're known as making great content very like very friendly right. all but let's see them like i want to see them at the golden globes i want to see them mm-hmm. like, this might content. be one of those so be on the lookout yeah. for michael keaton in this one more mature content coming to the disney plus yes mature content coming mm-hmm. Massive news. We're going to be able to see Deadpool. We're going to be able to see Logan. This is Searchlight in 20th Century Studios. Great. So sick. 
All right, Flix. All right. I think that does it, right? We crossed the finish line. But before we go, right, we'd like to thank you all, the listeners, for listening. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to leave us a review. Rate us five whole stars as we will Please. give one or two listeners a special shout out and read their review at the beginning of next episode. So be Whoa. nice. Well, I mean, be nice. It does say maybe good or bad. Like if you give a bad review and it's like funny, we might read it on here. Also follow us on all our social media platforms. We are at the drive-in pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The drive-in on Facebook and YouTube. Check out our blog on a daily basis on thedriveinpod.com. Check out the new BG's blog. Review of the new HBO series, Absolute Fuego. If you're into laughing, check it out, baby. All right? That does it. Smell you. Later.